story that Power Dog had been woefully separated from his fellow dogs. His pack, after he had fallen off the galactic farting cow, Taylor. But it would seem that the dogmos was on his side, as he'd had a vision of his ancestor, Lahikamihu, as well as many beings from around the dogmos. He heard a poem or song or chant from them And it ended with, What problems, what forces against us shall bide, while the stars in their courses do fight on our side. And after that vision, he'd ended up in a cat kingdom called the Elysium, where he'd met the king of the cats, a great, gentle, and thoughtful tiger named Flipperty Gibbet, and a master prankster cat, and appreciator of sweet dance moves, Flipperty Gibbet's cousin, Flip Flop. Flipperty Gibbet and Flip Flop took Power Dog to an event called the Annual Elysium Truce Dance Competition, where creatures called penguins and sanguins, as well as cats, all presented their best dance teams in a grand contest that celebrates the truce that ended a conflict over the Elysium. After some confusion, around trying to sneak Power Dog onto the Cool Cats dance troupe, Power Dog was able to sit alongside Flipperty Gibbet in the audience as they watched the Cool Cats technically win the dance competition in a three-way tie with the Penguins and the Sanguins for the first time in history. The cats were all celebrating and thanking Power Dog with purrs, and hugs when Flipperty Gibbet and Flip Flop told Power Dog they could now take him to the Cat's Paw Highway and help him be on his way. They didn't have to walk too far before they got to a sign that looked just like the one Power Dog saw in space. Oh, he said eagerly, as he now understood that he'd already traveled by the Cat's Paw Highway to get to this place. He felt pretty satisfied that all of the struggle and hard work to reach that mysterious rainbow ribbon road in space with all of his might, while feeling unnaturally exhausted even, had led to this moment. It also made him happy to think that there could be a way to one day come back for a visit, maybe even with his pack. This also made him feel a little sad and lonesome. How many days had it been since he'd seen the grown-ups in his life? His parents? especially his parents. He felt a single tear form in each of his eyes. 
The problems on Dogland were starting to trouble him again, so he took a very deep breath. I know that time is of the essence, said Flipperty Gibbet, and that is unfortunate, as I can tell that it would be wonderful to have you stay longer as our guest. I admire your curious nature and open heart, Power Dog. Yeah, and those moves, those dance moves of yours, would be quite popular here in the Elysium, added Flip Flop. Oh, thank you, Power Dog beamed. But yes, Yes, I do need help as quickly as possible. I'm very worried about how my brother and cousins are doing. If they made it to Draconis, if we will get answers and help for Dogland. Fliberty Gibbet went over to a beautiful tree covered in giant glassine bubbles. He examined the bubbles, poking a few with his gigantic outstretched paw, and then plucked one out of the tree and rolled it back and forth from one paw to the other. It shimmered in the sunlight and looked quite beautiful, with hints of rainbow oil sparkling ever so subtly. Fliberty Gibbet placed the beautiful bubble over Power Dog's head and poked it a couple more times, this time with a claw, and it just wobbled. Power Dog felt confident that it was strong and resilient. Fliberty Gibbet watched Power Dog adjust to the bubble and said, Yes, Power Dog. You can do so much good, and you can be like this bubble. You don't have to pop when you get poked. Power Dog nodded and thought again of introducing Fliberty Gibbet to President Sandals, which put a huge smile across his face. Fliberty Gibbet nodded his head, held the shiny glowing gem in his golden necklace above his head in his paws, closed his eyes, and hummed. Power Dog looked down and noticed the gem in his necklace was also glowing, and he gasped. <sighs> Flip-Flop grinned a most pleased grin and said, Ah, yes, cat magic. You get to keep that necklace too, Power Dog. May it help you wherever you travel. Fliberty Gibbet smiled, opened his kind tiger eyes, and said, The galactic leg of the Kotzpah Highway is ready for you, Power Dog. Power Dog beamed and danced a little jig. The bubble around his head playfully wobbled to and fro. Flip-Flop laughed (laughs) and clapped his paws and joined Power Dog with a little fancy footwork of his own. He put out his arms for a group hug and both Power Dog and Fliberty Gibbet obliged. Then Fliberty Gibbet said, Okay, Power Dog, stand here. Power Dog nodded and stood in the middle of the road. Now, said Fliberty Gibbet, think about going to Draconis and think of reuniting with your brother and cousins. Okay, said Power Dog. He closed his eyes tightly and pictured Fetcher and Taffy and Tuffy and Taylor, and he imagined Draconis, picturing every dragon he'd ever met yet, and especially Comet, who disappeared so quickly with Lupo on their back. Fliberty Gibbet watched carefully and then said, Now, you turn around three times and say, Kotzpah Highway, Kotzpah Highway, Kotzpah Highway, take me where I want to go. The great tiger turned slowly in a circle 
to show PowerDog exactly what to do. PowerDog watched Fliberty Gibbet intently, nodded, and said, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway. Take me where I need to go. As he turned around and said the words and watched Fliberty Gibbet turn around slowly as well, he noticed a new sticky note on the king's back. He focused his super enhanced vision on it and read, The note on your back is even funnier. Right before disappearing with a whoosh. whoosh. And well, dear listeners, I'm not sure if you noticed, but Power Dog, who was sure that he'd paid attention very, very well, actually said, while turning around three times, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, take me where I need to go. That's right, he said need instead of want. And well, folks, it turns out that exact words matter when it comes to the Cat's Paw Highway and perhaps to the entire dogmos. For what happened next after Power Dog disappeared from the Elysium was that he found himself flying up along a chute of icy rainbow through space. Then, all of a sudden, he felt a great force like an invisible hand pick him up by the scruff on the back of his neck. And then this force quite flung him through open space and off of the road. He was hurtling very fast. And try as he might, he felt no sense of control over where his body might go. And... Even more disturbing, he had no sense of being anywhere other than open space. His hind legs were flailing about, and he tried to throw up his paws over his face, but they stopped at the edge of the still strong and resilient bubble around his head. He was scared and not feeling ready for another big surprise. Then, he started to have the sensation that he was finally slowing down, and he came to fall lightly into a giant, very dark room of sorts. He couldn't see any stars anymore, but his body kept brushing up against surfaces he could now feel, and those surfaces were soft like pillows. Then he felt the bubble around his head go pop. (gasps) Gulp. Oh, oh, okay. Air, there was air here. Phew, he thought. Don't panic, not yet. Just breathe this air. <sighs> Hello, he called out. Is, is anyone here? Is this Draconis? Just where in the stars was he now? He attempted to walk in a circle, but he couldn't see anything. And what he could feel below his four feet was actually way too soft and bouncy to feel sure-footed on. Oh, that's it, he said out loud to no one in particular, at least so it would seem. Then he just curled up in a ball and lay down. He didn't cry. He didn't howl. He didn't have anything left. No tears, no howls, and no more tries. He didn't fall asleep and dream. He just lay there in a little ball. And frankly, dear listeners, He just wanted to power off and shut down. Do you know what that means to shut down? Power Dog didn't want to feel sad, scared, or lost anymore. 
what he felt in this moment after trying so hard and so many times to roll with the circumstances is called overwhelmed. It's not to say he stopped practicing optimism, but rather he didn't want to make any choices at all. And it is okay to take a break, to not know what to do next, and to know you need a moment for your mind and your heart to catch up. It is also okay to ask for a break to catch up. When all of your feelings rush in so fast and so much and so many, that is called being flooded and being flooded by your feelings is very overwhelming. In the moments that followed Power Dog's emotional flood, he tried to shut off his feelings entirely. And the problem with this idea is that feelings do not actually shut off. So even though he had felt like giving up, had no more tears to cry and no more howls to howl, the frustration and sadness and even fear was still brewing inside him and these feelings wanted out. So maybe with this overwhelming flood of feelings swelling up like great ocean waves and swirling around inside him, maybe that is why he never heard the other individual that was in the soft room padding around him in a circle. And he was in such a terrible state that when this individual brushed up against him, it scared the stuffing out of him. And he flipped around and kicked the individual with his hind legs and with immense power dog force. The shock of the yelp snapped Power Dog out of it. Oh, my dogs, he thought. What have I done? Did I just hurt another dog? He felt terrible, ashamed, and frightened. But he still called out, Hello? Who's there? Are you okay? And then finally he said, I'm sorry. He had heard a faint thud and presumed it was the individual bouncing on the soft surface and thinking of the softness of this place gave him some relief. Hiss! He heard someone, presumably the individual, say, Then, all of a sudden, there was light. It was a great, softly glowing orb floating above his head. It reminded him of something he'd seen before, but he couldn't quite put his paw on the memory. And... Although he reached for it above his head, he couldn't put his paws on the glowing orb either. So, he started to flutter up to get to the top of this place. Try as he might, he no longer had the power of flight. Oh no, what is going on, he thought. He looked around in the shadows of the room and then he saw what seemed to be a small orange furred foot sticking out from behind dark, soft, pillowy objects. And the little foot appeared to be wearing a small, silky, black slipper. Power Dog recognized the little slipper almost immediately. Hey, said Power Dog, as he felt himself become quite cross. In fact, he was so angry, he even surprised himself. His face felt hot, and he wanted mostly to dive after that foot and just bite down on that slipper that now wriggled exactly like its mate had 
when Tuffy had wrestled it from Lupo's foot. But he didn't dive and he didn't bite. He fumed, he growled a little, and he bared his teeth. Show yourself, you traitorous, rotten, mean, dragon-stealing stinker, he barked angrily. He didn't care what he'd been told and taught his entire life. He was sick of all of this, and all of it felt a lot like Lupo's fault. He was so mad that he forgot he probably almost certainly kicked Lupo into that pile of pillows mere seconds ago. The foot stopped moving. The pillows didn't move, and it was as quiet as space in this place. Then there was a voice, and it seemed to be coming from far above. Power Dog couldn't make out who it belonged to, but the voice said, Hello, dogs. Please, do no harm to one another. No kicking, no picking, no fighting, no biting. You are in time yin, and you will not be released until you work together to pass the test. What? What? It was only then that Lupo popped their head out from behind the pillows and did a little hop to stand defiantly on all four feet, tail sticking straight back and fur bristled along their spine. Power Dog looked at Lupo and narrowed his eyes into a glare. Lupo glared back at Power Dog, wearing just the one slipper, a silky black jacket, and a mask. Lupo's eyes were shining unnaturally ice blue from behind the mask, as if they might glow in the dark. The voice interrupted their staring, or maybe glaring, contest. You will be released when you are ready, and when you are as one. As As one? one? As one, the voice repeated calmly. So, is this Draconis, then? Power Dog asked both the voice and Lupo. Lupo smirked and replied, Is being smart just not one of your powers? Power... Dog, they already said time yin, not draconis. Power Dog looked at Lupo sharply and said, If you're so smart, then why don't you explain what that even means? And then he bared his teeth again. He was scared of the voice above and guided by the voice inside him, enough to not act on his urges. But he really, really wanted to tackle Lupo. I... Have already scouted this place, Lupo said with a satisfied smirk. I have excellent vision in the dark, and I know that yin means low energy. It's just like getting sent to timeout, but like the low energy pillow room calm down version, the kind for wimpy dogs like you. Power Dog was about to retort with, Oh, yeah, then why are you here if you're so tough? But the voice spoke first and said, Oh, Not quite, young one. This made Power Dog smile and raise an eyebrow in Lupo's direction. Lupo glared and Power Dog noticed that only one of Lupo's eyes was glowing ice blue now. Time Yin is a slow, quiet, strong place for rest and developing your inner power and strong energy. It is a place without corners or any sharp things, only curves and It is invisible to the rest of the dogmos. The two dogs both stared at the floating, glowing light orb, both straining their eyes to see beyond it and to see if there was a face to go with this voice. 
but neither of them saw any face. And dogs? This is a place for connection, not perfection, the voice continued. Mm, okay, questioned Lupo, looking up and straining to try to figure out the source of the voice. Now, what does that even mean? Power Dog also had no idea what this could mean, and he was already feeling quite overwhelmed just from the experience of this detour. You must accept each other as teachers. In time, Yin, you have no quarrels, no enemies. You have only lessons and teachers. Connect and be well. After sitting and wondering in silence for quite some time, Lupo broke the silence in what seemed like classic Lupo form and said, Well, this stinks. I'm taking a nap. Wake me up when it's over. Then they promptly curled up on the pile of pillows they were previously mostly under and closed their eyes. (sighs) Power Dog sighed, watching Lupo then looked around the soft place without any corners and only curves and said quietly, For once, I agree with you. This does stink. Stinker. You're the stinker, Lupo whispered without opening their eyes and with the slightest smirk upon their lips. Power Dog didn't feel shut down anymore. He felt annoyed, tired, and frustrated. But luckily, he also felt curious again and he now didn't want to just call it quits like Lupo. The voice had, after all, given them a bit of a riddle or puzzle to solve, and there was light to see by. He could at least explore, and that's exactly what he did. At first, it was very hard to walk around in this soft, bouncy place, but after just a few steps, and even a few missteps and scrambles, Power Dog started to adjust and even enjoy the bouncy floor beneath his feet and the lack of corners in the soft, pillowy-walled room. Every time he bounced or wobbled closer to the walls, he started to see the outlines of pictures or letters, and this piqued his curiosity even more. They were so faint and so soft, and in this soft light, hard to see. He strained his eyes and studied them so closely that they seemed to become more blurry and almost disappear. (sighs) What magic is this? he asked out loud. All the magic is gone. It's all gone. It's all lies, said Lupo sleepily without opening their eyes. Power Dog looked over at Lupo, surprised by the sleepy, non-confrontational, and practically conversational tone. So Power Dog approached Lupo slowly and asked, What lies, Lupo? Tail power, answered Lupo. All right, that's it for now. We will continue this story in our next episode. Now I'm joined by my co-author, my kid, Hank. Hi, Hank. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for a joke? What do you call a very silly space traveler? What? An astronaut. You got another one for me? What school do planets and stars go to to study? <laughs> what? Um, 
University. <laughs> that one was good. Got another one for me? Yes. Hey, Mom, how do you organize a space party? How? You plan it. <laughs> you plan it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Hank. T-T-Y-L. Do you know what that stands for? No, not at all. Talk to you later. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in D for Dogland.
give up. Our dog, he won't give up. Chase his problems till they're done. Our dog, he won't give up. When we're chasing trouble and we're zooming through the stars, sure he's right there beside us, just a zap and near and far. Till they're done, our dog won't give up. When we're bugging a volcano or we're straddling a storm, our dog is right beside us. special tales to tell and when we come together all our tales will wag as well woof woof hi y'all we're kids listen a non-profit made up entirely of podcasters parents and teachers advocating for high-quality audio content for kids. And we have a message for our LGBTQ plus listeners, families, and their allies. You are beautiful. You are special. You are perfect, just the way you are. We stand against any legislation that takes rights away from the LGBTQ plus community or any child. And we are dedicated to creating content where all children are represented and heard. Grown-ups, if you're looking to support the LGBTQ community, we recommend donating to the Transgender Education Network of Texas at transtexas.org, Equality Florida at eqfl.org, or your local LGBTQ center. Kids Listen will always be a safe space for you and your family. And as always, thank you for listening. Hey, fellow story lovers. This is Jonathan Cormer, tumbling into your pod feed to let you know that Season 3 of the Dork Tales Storytime Podcast has begun. And just like our friends at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, we'll be unlocking new fairy tales, fables, and untold hero stories that will surprise you. Prepare for unexpected special guests. Find geeky twists and turns around every tale. Come with me and Mr. Reginald T. Hedgehog into our world of pure imagination. Find our scrum diddlyumptious stories wherever you listen to podcasts or visit us at dorktalestorytime.com.